2: Hey, fellow DGens, do you want to own a piece of a premium sports book and casino?
1: Well, Moonbet gives you the chance just by holding their Mbet crypto tokens. You can buy those tokens right now over at bitforex.com. You can also join the Moonbet ecosystem by heading over to moonbet.org. Use the link in the description so that they know you're a true DGEN. Eclipse the competition and make some money with Moonbet. You fools. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey
0: everybody, Arch here, and it is Monday. Max, what's going on?
1: You know, for a good portion of yesterday, uh, the uh, number one DGen ranks did not look so great. <laughs> the the, uh, uh, the curse uh, almost uh, came came to fruition for both the number one teams in our DGen rank. One one of the teams managed to pull out a win; the other one not so lucky. So we'll get to that in a little bit.
2: What's going on, Sex Panther? You know, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. I, I got to say this. Thank God for the Green Bay Packers, because <laughs> if not for them, I pitched an over yesterday, <laughs> a shutout. <laughs> I, I needed the Packers on Sunday night football. But real quick, though, about the only thing that actually went – was fun for me yesterday went to take the kids bowling witnessed a hit and run and you know how you know you you see an accident where you're supposed to pull over no not not sex panther we chased down the the uh runner and got the plate and uh did our good samaritan duty so that's about the only thing that was actually fun about yesterday for me
0: oh man sex panther playing vigilante here i love it
2: (laughs) in his prius (laughs) (laughs) i was in my truck thank you very much
1: god oh. damn it well you, you knew you had the miles per gallon on it. Yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it, was, it was a marathon you knew you weren't gonna run out of gas
2: i had a full tank too
0: <laughs> were you, was, you're uh, up high in your truck were you able to give the police a description of her
2: uh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> you know you naturally assume it was a her and, and, and uh you would be correct <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> <laughs> New Year, nothing changes. <laughs> oh,
1: right, uh, we got football. We, we got had football. football. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um ready for the touchdown? Let's do it. Give us the touchdown. All right. Point number one, Kings of the North. Cincinnati Bengals are the AFC North champions. As Andy Dalton limp-dicked his way to a Chicago win over the hapless Giants, his former (laughs) squad uh, came from behind to beat the Chiefs 34-31, securing the AFC North for the first time since 2015. Bengals have not won an actual playoff game in over 30 years, but this is the first time that they have what we consider a very truly special quarterback. Uh, Joe Burrow followed up last week's amazing performance by throwing for 446 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Jamar Chase, Jesus. You remember how I said just just don't touch this game with Whoa. fantasy? Could you imagine if you took Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? Yeah. <laughs> Jamar Chase, three touchdowns, 266 yards. Oh, my God. Bengals just moved the ball with ease after that first quarter, right? I mean, Spags had a game plan yeah. in that first quarter. Uh, went well. For the first quarter. (laughs) Not so much after that. Uh, In the loss, the Chiefs actually lost the top AFC seed to the Titans right now, who crushed the Dolphins 34-3. If the Chiefs beat the Broncos next week, they have a shot to regain their top seed. But you guys know who the Titans have next week, right? Houston. Houston. It looks (laughs) looks like Tennessee might get a first-round bye, and then get uh, Derrick Henry back. It's not like they needed him, though, because their running game has been legit even without him. Uh, Point number two, we... You know, We know some of the top seeds or, or some, some of the teams that have, have made the playoffs in the AFC, but we don't know who else is going to be joining them. Uh, right now, five spots have been claimed. Tennessee, Kansas City, Cincinnati. They, those are three that I just mentioned. You can add the Bills into the mix. They beat the Falcons by 14, not 14 and a half, Arch. Ugh, yep. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. So We won that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Patriots, uh, they dropped a half dollar on the Jaguars yesterday. So they made the playoffs. Uh, two remaining spots up for grabs. Looks like the Colts, Chargers, Raiders, and shockingly, still the Ravens. Miami got eliminated, so they're out. Uh, Ravens, though, also 8-8, eight eight, can still make it if they win next week and then just a bunch of losses. Let's just look at the Ravens right now. They started the season 8-3. 8-3 they started. They're a five-game losing streak. In four of those losses, it was a combined for five points four losses by a combined five points. <laughs> so now they're grasping at straws, trying to get that seven seed. It's it's not looking too good for the Ravens right now. Raiders, they helped their cause though. They beat the Colts on a game winning field goal, but uh, don't cry for Indy just yet. They get the Jags to close out the season <laughs> next week. So it looks like Indy probably makes the playoffs. Chargers absolutely whipped up on the Broncos, uh, improving to nine and seven. But uh, listen, it comes down to that, right? It's the Chargers versus Raiders next week. <laughs> to decide that last playoff spot. Unbelievable. Uh, point number three, uh, NFC still has a little fun left as well. Uh, Packers, they secured the top seed, uh, as, as Panther mentioned, that dominated the Kirk cousinless Vikings. Uh, maybe Minnesota doesn't lose by 27 if Kirk is out there. I'm More like probably like 20, right? If, if Kirk's out there. 19. Not, 19? All right, something like that. Uh, Eagles, uh, they ended up with a playoff spot once the Vikings lost that game. Uh, they mm-hmm. took care of business. They came from behind, though. It, they, the football collective had them. For most of that game and philly had to come from behind they, they won that one that means only one spot remains uh the niners they they beat the texans the saints they beat the panthers yesterday so it's between those two teams uh for the final playoff spot uh rookie trey lance he looked pretty good out there uh in in replace of uh injured jimmy g 249 yards two touchdowns but i mean does that really say a lot because it was against the fucking texans <laughs> you know? uh for the saints i mean their defense looked pretty good yesterday is that? You know, essentially, the playoffs starts next week for these two teams. Niners can clinch with a win. The Saints get in if they win, and the Niners lose. Saints have definitely the easier route as they play the Falcons next week. The Niners they get the Rams, who still are fighting for the NFC West title because Kyler Murray is eight and zero at the AT and T Center. That is point number four. And funny enough, is Kyler Murray can get a chance to be nine and zero if the Cardinals don't win the West. Dallas would end up hosting the Cardinals in the first round. (sighs) Yesterday's game, both quarterbacks performed really well. Uh, Cardinals defense just absolutely shut down the Dallas running game, though. You add in a missed fumble, a couple of weird calls at the end, a successful fake punt, and, you know, that's the kind of wackiness that you come to love with the Cardinals, right? That's a Cardinals football game right there. Dallas can afford to technically have a bye week next week against Philly. I mean, they've already wrapped up the NFC East. uh, The top seed's off the table. So there's really no need for them to put their starters out next week. So it really could be a bye week for Dallas if they wanted to. Cardinals can try to win the West by facing off against Seattle next week. But I, guys, you think they're better served just staying on the road. Eight and one on the road this season, the Cardinals are going to Dallas. You might say that they just have a bye week next week. Just seed the, uh, the West to the Rams and just say, we're coming at you, Dallas. Right. <laughs> Point number five, so long, Seattle. Uh, Could that be the end? The last time we see Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll working together in front of their home crowd in Seattle, Wilson appeared to seem so. Uh, He stayed longer after the game. He waved to the fans. He signed autographs. He was just standing on the field looking around. It kind of felt like the last game that Wilson's going to play in Seattle. And he had himself a good day, right? He threw for 236 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Rashad Penny also had a career day ran for a career high 170 yards Uh, Seahawks just dominated the Lions 51 to 29 it's kind of a meaningless game in regards to playoffs and all that but meaningful if it was indeed Wilson's last stand hell of an audition for the Giants or the Saints in the offseason right I mean those teams are going to be clamoring to get someone like Russell Wilson out there because point number six let's talk about those Giants man they suck I thought surely they could keep it close to that shitty Bears team with stupid fucking Andy Dalton as their quarterback, but no. No, they can't. Giants suck even worse. They lost 29-3 to and produced 24 yards in the air. Now, technically, it was negative 10 yards when, once you factor in the minus 34 that they got from two sacks. This is a Giants team that's just going to go complete nuclear in the offseason, right? Joe Judge is another failed Patriots head coach. Yet, I can't fully blame him. From day one, Dave Gettleman has said the offensive line needs to be addressed. From day one, he said that it needs to be addressed. Guess what Dave Gettleman has not done since day one? Address the goddamn offensive line. He spends money elsewhere and then kind of just tries to do this patchwork O-line with whatever cap space and scraps he has left. And the guys that are suffering for it are Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Now, it's hard to say if these guys are going to be successful players in the NFL, but they'd have more of a success if they had a goddamn offensive line in front of them because you've seen glimmers of hope from both these guys, right? You see when they're healthy, when, when that team is playing well, you see, oh, you know, Daniel Jones probably could be a mid tier quarterback in this league. Maybe a little bit better. Saquon Barkley definitely could be a very good running back when he's healthy. But I mean, when you have no offensive line, a coach who's a complete fucking tool and a GM that doesn't know goddamn shit. Ah, I don't think this team has any hope. Extra point here. You guys ever read Dr. Seuss? Any Dr. Seuss books? So there's the Dr. Seuss book that's called Mr. Brown is Out of Town. Well, that's what happened over here in the Meadowlands. Uh, Losing to the Jets can be stressful, right? Just ask Antonio Brown. Bucks were down 24 to 10, and uh, he just wasn't feeling the game anymore. So, you know, Coach Bruzarians asked him to leave politely. I'm sure. And Leafy did. He took off his pads and jersey, waved goodbye to the crowd and just disappeared into the tunnel. Apparently the the reports have that he asked some state troopers for a ride to the airport. You know, it just reminds me of of, uh, the first time that uh, Charles Manson was up for parole. They asked him, they asked this famous serial killer, what would you do if you got out of jail? And his response was, I go poof. And just like that, Antonio Brown, went poof now listen all right we can't sit back and act shocked right his past few years has shown us that nothing is a surprise with this guy but last year it looked like his heart was in it it looked like his head was in it and they won a super bowl maybe that's all he had mentally left in the tank physically he can still produce out there but without any focus and without whatever strands of fragile mental capacity he had left in this game his physical capabilities are completely worthless. So I really doubt another team gives him a shot. This is probably the last time we've seen him on the field. It was him shirtless, waving goodbye to the crowd. It seems exactly how Antonio Brown would want to go out in this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's fighting one of the Paul brothers by years end. <laughs> that is back to this Week 17 touchdown.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, the, the story of the week was Antonio Brown. But, you know, point number one for me, the game of the week lived up to the height. A lot of times we get these big games and they don't live up to the hype. But the Chiefs and the Bengals gave us one that I'd say let's do this one again. You know, Joe Burrow, damn near a thousand yards now in the last two weeks. Let me remind you, he got sacked four more times. This week, he still leads the league in sacks. If they ever address this offensive line, this Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, we see how explosive they are, but uh, the opportunities that this guy has, this offense has with these weapons. Man, look out! As Max mentioned, first playoff berth since 2015. They won the division that year too. Um, but yeah, I, I, what an absolute stellar game! And I'm looking forward to the Chiefs and Bengals hooking it up a second time. Point number two: Tom Brady went vintage Tom Brady in a come-from-behind victory over the Jets. All the talk will be Antonio Brown, but the real story for me here is. A depleted wide receiver core, an absent running game without Leonard Fournette, and a defense that just gave up 150 yards and two touchdowns to a Jets team that I don't know if anybody here can name the running back on a team. That There are some serious problems going on at Tampa Bay, and with only one week left, Tampa Bay suddenly looks vulnerable and out of sorts. Point number three, the Josh Allen MVP tour continues as he went 11 for 26 for 120 yards, zero touchdowns, and three picks. Yeah, the Bills saved the day with, you know, a bruising running game, 233 yards, four touchdowns, where Josh Allen accounted for two of those. But let's be honest here. If Allen doesn't improve fast, it could be a quick exit for Buffalo in these playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, point number four, you talking playoffs? I can hear Jim Moore right after that. Colts shit the bed at home against the Raiders. Yeah, they only amassed 270 yards of total offense, and Derek Carr kept the game close with two interceptions. But you just can't help to think that maybe Carson Wentz needed that week of preparation that he spent, you know, playing COVID cookie. But I like the Colts, and Max mentioned it. They get the Jacksonville Jaguars next week, so very likely the Colts make the playoffs, and the Raiders. Their playoffs start next week. It got flexed to Sunday night football. So Sunday night we get playoff football between the Raiders and the Chargers. Looking forward to that. Point number five, Arizona's road dominance continues as the cards squeaked by the Cowboys in Dallas. But the Cardinals definitely lack the explosiveness that they had when they had DeAndre Hopkins. But it may be the Cowboys in worse shape as they continue to struggle to run the ball. They went that 40 yards of running the ball. Zeke only touched it nine times. I don't know that this is sustainable for Dallas. Both these teams, in my opinion, are headed to the playoffs with more questions than answers. Point number six, for the first time all season, the Packers offense and defense played a complete game. Yes, we know Kirk Cousins didn't play and the Vikings weren't themselves, but they were Forced, they, they were taken completely out of the run game, could not run whatsoever, couldn't get anything going in the air. Green Bay pretty much did whatever they wanted and looked like they're the only healthy and clicking team headed into the playoffs. Point number seven, last one, has nothing to do with the NFL. We had some great New Year's college football, even if my Irish did lose and blow a 21-point lead. But the college football playoffs, not so much. I'm, I'm ready. Can we just get rid of the SEC? Because I don't think we got it wrong. Georgia and Alabama are the two best teams in the nation. Nobody outside of Georgia and Alabama wants to see this game. That's my takeaways from the week. Mm.
0: You know, after that, Chiefs, uh, let's call them Wincinati from now on. I think that's the <laughs> Wincinati game. Uh, Max, I think you can burn your Davis Mills for Rookie of the Year campaign oh, yeah. flyers. Yeah. That's, that's over. Man, did they look good. God, Jamar Chase is a beast. Helped out a little bit by Spags. You know, third and 27, you know. I don't know if I leave Jamar Chase in single coverage as I'm blitzing people. I'm probably playing a little bit more soft in, in a situation like that. Um, but, man, kudos. Cincinnati. This is fun. I like them. I'm, they're back. This is, this is, I'm very excited to see what Cincinnati can do. Um, I was curious. I thought Panther was going to get to it. I was curious to hear his thoughts on the Rams uh, 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 the Ravens game because I thought he said in the pre-show that he thought the Ravens lost the game more than uh, the Rams won the game. So I was waiting for him to shit on the Rams. So I'm curious. To see, I want to hear his thoughts on that too.
1: How about we take a quick break and, and sure, we, we sure. continue this conversation yeah. after the break. Cause we're running a little long in the first half. Uh, I, I I do want to talk about the game as well, uh, but yeah, let's first talk about odds jam developed by Stanford engineers. Odds jam is an innovative solution designed to identify mathematically profitable betting opportunities they have the fastest real-time data to spot discrepancies between different sportsbooks, helped users place profitable bets. Profits average three percent every day, which adds up to big earnings. There's no catch. That's the smartest betting software on the market. Get used to winning with Odds Jam.
3: investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at That's corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com.
0: All right, let's talk about this interesting game here because the Rams did win. Didn't cover, but they won.
2: Yeah, they won. But, I mean, are we really happy or impressed? You know, like I said pre-show before Max showed up, I kind of took the approach, if you're not going to say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And I'm not going to say anything nice here. I already hate the Ravens. We hated the Ravens all season. And John Harbaugh has found a way to go from a number one seed to a not going to make the playoffs. But this Rams team, I'm finally drinking the Kool-Aid. I jump on him this week. You're not even facing Lamar Jackson. And a, a one-point win, like, the, the, all the things are there. This team is there, and yet they just seem to not be able to put it together on a week-in, week-out basis. They can get a three-game winning streak. They could They could win the West. They could run the table. But I just don't have any confidence in this team, and it's very frustrating. So uh, a couple of things.
1: I'm going to agree and disagree with you in the same kind of uh, conversation. First off is uh, I'll agree with you. The Rams did not have their best half of football. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, another pick six from Stafford. You got to, you. You talking about confidence and yeah, the, the confidence is a little shaky with this guy. He was the MVP in the first, uh, what, first five, six games of the season and kind of dropped off after that. Another pick six. He is, though, amazing in comebacks i gotta say that right if you look at his uh resume fourth quarter overtime like comeback wins this guy is legit and he did that and that team looked fucking awesome in the fourth quarter they were clicking hitting every single fucking play like it was just clockwork so when you see a team like that it's like okay my confidence then raises up a little bit there when it comes to the ravens i mean (sighs) I, you know, we haven't liked the Ravens or even loved the Ravens in a while. But this was a team going into the season that had Super Bowl aspirations. So I can't just completely say that this wasn't a somewhat quality win. I mentioned it. Four of their losses, four of their five losses, combined five points. I mean, they could they they could be in the playoffs right now if they if they you know hit those two uh, two point conversions or if they kick the field goal, win it in overtime, all those things, right? Those things add up. This isn't a terrible football team. I get it they they, they haven't had uh, Lamar Jackson out there but they've actually been playing more consistent offense without Lamar Jackson on the field. Like you you look at their dependency on Lamar when he's on the field to run the ball and so forth. They've had a more balanced attack without Lamar out there. I mean, Huntley kind of uh has a very similar structure to him as as Lamar but I listen. I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. The fact that I, you know, I wish the Rams had a dominating statement win, kind of like the Packers did yesterday. I mean, that's what you want—like marching into the fucking playoffs, getting your your top seed by just dismantling the shit out of a fucking division opponent like that. But the Rams still got to win, and they st- they still got a chance to to get the number two seed in the playoffs in the in the NFC. Uh, you can't discount that. Uh, confidence is shaky in Stafford, but seeing those weapons out there seeing obj enjoying playing football again seeing cooper cup once again go for a uh, hundred yards right getting it you know like cam Akers just waiting in the wings to come back i'm i'm not going to discount the Rams whatsoever
2: Yeah, I'm not going to discount them. I just, I think the frustrating thing for me has just been a lack of consistency. And and a lot of the injuries, you know, losing Cam Akers, now no Daryl Henderson, uh, losing Robert Woods, there's a lot of factors here. Um, And and you're right about Baltimore, but uh, I I still go back to Baltimore. They weren't the same team when they lost their two running backs at the beginning of the season. And then I'm going to hang Harbaugh here. Those close losses are really all on Harbaugh. So, you know, this is less about Baltimore and more about the Rams. But uh, right now, like I, I mentioned in my in my takes, I think the only team that's clicking on both sides of the ball is the Green Bay Packers.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. All right. We do have a Monday night football game. I'm trying to find it here. I'll pull up the screen, then look for
1: yeah, it. Wow, that's, I'll start talking about it. Yeah, then. Go for uh, it. The, yeah so we, we do have another divisional game. Uh Kind of a, somewhat of an important one, not super important, but uh, C- Cleveland heading to Pittsburgh. Uh, Big Ben has come out and said that this might be his last game at Heinz Field. Hi, guys, did you hear him say he's retiring? Because I, I didn't hear those words specifically, right? Nope, never heard him. He hasn't said he's retiring. He said that this is probably his last game in Heinz Field. His 18th season has kind of been a roller coaster, right? Mostly steep declines, but some upward moments as well. Uh, shockingly, the Steelers still have a chance to make the playoffs. Brown's going to look to end those hopes tonight. Uh, Baker Mayfield, coming off of that four-interception performance, caused a bunch of Browns fans to just outright declare that Baker time is over in Cleveland. And maybe they're right. Maybe he's done in Cleveland. I'm just not sure if they're right that he should be done in Cleveland or should be done in this league. Uh, When healthy, Baker has shown enough promise to to get another chance, at least in my book. Uh, He's not a star quarterback. We know that. I think he he's he's playing at a level level that uh, is not indicative of being the top drafted quarterback in this league. I mean, you know, he's not comparing to such guys as Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, and James Winston now, is he? Number one draft picks quarterbacks, (laughs) you know, he's not he's not playing that well, right? Uh, Kidding aside, though, I mean, you know, also number one picks Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Andrew Luck, right? So he's definitely not that tier, but you know, he's somewhere in the middle of that group. maybe closer towards the Lawrence Goff Jameis group, but he's had enough big moments that say that, man, this guy's got some potential. Uh, If he can stay healthy and stay out on the field, you know, I'd I'd like to give him another chance Uh, for this game. You know, you'd expect what the Browns are going to try to do is protect Baker by handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. If I'm the coach, I do the complete opposite. I bubble wrap Chubb for the remainder of this pointless fucking season, get him ready for next year. And I tell Baker, win these games and if he steps up and he wins these games maybe you don't jettison him and if he dies then he dies right (laughs) Uh, i think the browns can get the win today and i think uh, they will end the steelers very small chance of making the playoffs uh steelers definitely don't deserve to be there and i think it would be fitting for the browns a team who big ben has just tormented for 18 fucking years to be the team to knock out the steelers so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and put a $50 bet on the
2: Browns. God, that even hurts to hear you say $50 bets after yesterday. Uh, you know, the, for me, this game is all about who, who needs it, who wants it. You know, Pittsburgh has something to play for Cleveland as a team does not, but I think Baker Mayfield himself is playing for a job. Um, you've got, you know, the the fans are kind of clamoring. He didn't have the greatest season, and he's been injured. Uh, you could be right on the Nick Chubb factor. I agree with you. They probably should bubble wrap him and turn this thing over to Ernest Johnson. But this has not been entirely a Baker Mayfield problem. They've had wide receiver issues. They, they had to... You know, jettison Odell Beckham because he wasn't fitting in. Uh, they've all had other wide receivers, Jarvis Landry in particular, uh, who's missed a lot of games this year. The defense has been in disarray. So I don't know if we it's fair to pinpoint it on Baker Mayfield and be completely honest. This team has gone through, what, 22 quarterbacks? in like the last 30 years, they can't, they really can't, they need Baker Mayfield to step up and do something with these last two games. All that said, they have nothing to play for. I just don't see why they care. They're probably ready to get this season over with, move to the offseason and figure out what they're doing with whatever contracts or whoever's doing what. It's a disappointing end of the season for a Browns team, I thought was ready to take the next step. But I think Pittsburgh, with something to play for at home, stands the test on Monday night football. I like the Steelers. I'm going to put my final $50 on Monday night football (laughs) on Pittsburgh.
0: (laughs) Moths are flying out of your wallet right now. Um, I'm leaning Cleveland here in this one. Not betting this game. Could not quite get to where I wanted it to be. Uh, Looks like Browns plus two and a half is the best line I could find for you, Max. Or looks like uh, Panther, you're only giving up minus one.
2: See, Vegas disagrees. It's another lose. Going to lose another one. (laughs) NBA.
1: NBA. I only got one. I'll hit this one really quickly. Um, Fairly just unbeddable day for me. Uh, Let's talk Memphis at Brooklyn. Uh, The only game that I looked at the implied probability and and saw value, and that's uh, value on the Grizzlies somehow upsetting the Nets, which I know might on the surface sound crazy. Brooklyn has Durant back. They've hardened playing much better basketball than he was earlier in the season, but. Nets have lost two in a row, and I get it. It seems unlikely they'll they'll lose three in a row, but Memphis has been pretty damn good lately. A pretty damn good road team. They've won four games in a row. Uh, I like this Memphis team. If they're you know you're telling me seven and a half, yeah. yeah, that that's just way too many. So if you factor in the money line there, I'm getting a nice payout on on the Grizzlies. I'm going to take a flyer here and uh, bet ten dollars on Memphis.
2: I don't hate the money line play at all. Tons of value there, but I kind of think Brooklyn does win this game, but I love the seven and a half points. Memphis has good guard play with no Kyrie playing and James Harden is an absolute turnover machine. I think Memphis definitely keeps this closer and has a shot to win than that touchdown. So uh, yeah. $10 for me on the grizzle.
0: It's uh, one of those sideways kiss of deaths here. I love Memphis today. You're giving me seven and a half points. Yeah, I I fear the the Nets do win the game, but that seems like way too many points. So I'm going to take my 10 bucks and put it on Memphis as well.
1: All right. Hey, that's my only game Panther. I know you got a couple more.
2: Two more. Let's take a look at Charlotte going to Washington. You know, Washington got off to that hot start, but the reason they got off to that hot start was because they had Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Beal playing at the same time. Over the last month, we uh, COVID protocols or injuries or whatnot, they just can't seem to get these guys on the floor at the same time. That's the case again tonight. Dinwiddie will sit while he's under COVID protocols. Uh, so Charlotte has gotten healthy. They've got ball back, Mason Plumlee back. They've kind of got the team back in place here. So I like Charlotte here at a money line play at plus plus I'm going to put 10 bucks on the Hornets.
1: Yeah. I don't hate the play. My numbers say bet Washington, but for all those same reasons that you just mentioned here, I'm going to lay off this game. Uh, I do think the uh, Hornets could absolutely go into Washington and win, especially without Dinwiddie uh, out there. So uh Yeah. I, I liked Washington on the surface. I uh, won't be shocked if Charlotte wins this one. So just a lean on the Wizards.
0: I, I'm going to grab a piece of the uh, the Charlotte plus the two and a half points. I it, I have them winning a, a good clip of the time, but not all the time, but covering almost all the time. So I'm going to take Charlotte plus two and a half for ten bucks.
2: I like it. I like it. One more game for me. Let's take a look at the Atlanta Hawks going to it. G League equivalent Portland Trailblazers this team I mean no Lillard and no McCollum no Nurkic. this team has nothing I don't even know who these players are they're just and they've been getting pummeled by their opponents Atlanta's getting healthier but most importantly they have the best player in the game on the floor in Trey Young I think Atlanta demolishes the Trailblazers here I'll lay the five and a half put ten bucks on the Hawks
1: Grab the five and a half if you can. That's already six in most books. I had this at minus five about an hour ago. And at minus mm. five, uh, Hawks on the Road, I, I had them uh, winning and covering. At minus six, I'll probably start leaning towards the Trailblazers here. It's getting a little too uncomfortable for me, but dead on accurate here. I mean, uh, Trail Blazers were struggling to win games once McCollum was out of there. I, I don't know how they can be competitive if, if they have no one out there. So I'll lean the Blazers getting the points.
0: Yeah, I'm going to lean with you, Panther, on the on Atlanta, minus the five and a half, but uh, not a game I was crazy about.
2: Well, those are all the games I'm crazy about. Is there anything you are crazy about?
0: No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, that's
1: all I had in the NBA. So we've got one, count them, one NHL game. Yeah, no Panthers betting this one. I'm, I'm just going to do a lean here because this one seems just too obvious to me. <laughs> Edmonton's lost three fucking games in a row, entering their fourth straight road game. Rangers just beat the Lightning in consecutive games. They're 9-3-2 at home. What is this line? 105, both sides. Minus 105.
2: Why? Why?
1: I just don't like this one. I mean, this has the potential for an Oilers uh, upset or them stealing a win. I'm assuming that Chesterkin will miss the game. That is my... Assumption here. I've not seen that reported just yet. If anyone watching at home live can confirm that, uh, let us know. But uh, I'm going to lean Edmonton here. <laughs> Screw it.
2: Yeah, this is one of those sand traps that I'm going to go dick first into because you're right. Why is the lie? I had it at minus 115 for the Rangers, and now you're telling me it's minus 105. It's getting better. Oh, God, this is a horrible, horrible trap. Edmonton, there's no reason to bet this team, but Vegas is kind of telling you to bet the Oilers. I'm not gonna listen. Put ten bucks on the Rangers.
0: Yeah, I mean the Rangers should win. They should. You're getting tons of value at only minus minus one oh five. So it looks like the play, barring any traps. Oh, Gerardo, that's it. Yeah, Gerardo just said.
1: There you go. Expected.
0: All right. Okay. Do okay.
1: you have expected? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, because Shesterkin started yesterday. So I assume that in the back-to-back, he would be sitting today. So uh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. That explains it. That explains
0: it. We talked (laughs) about the NFL week 17. The season's over, right? That's it. Week 17. There's no more. Yeah, that's it. No more. Okay. And we talked about a little bit of basketball and a a smidge. It's just a sliver of hockey, Max. That's it. That is it.
1: Download the DJ's app for Android or iOS and listen to anything about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. Over on Twitter at BettingAbsolute. No matter where you listen at please. Highest rating. Come subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home.
2: Oh, tons of agreement, tons of moral support. So if this Panther parlay goes awry, it'll be Arch and Max's fault. Let's go with the Charlotte Hornets, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Atlanta Hawks. Put those three together. That'll be your Panther parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook, we're hanging out on Twitter. Give us a shout out by name. Put that little at symbol in there. Give us a holler. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're going to do tonight. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money fools.
1: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.